All right, in this video, we are going to talk about finding your people, okay? Because it's really hard to find the right people if you don't know who you want to work with. And so I know some of you are probably thinking, Kristen, I'm brand new with this. I don't know if I want to work with, I want to work with everybody because I just want clients. So I have, I have clients that do not fit my ideal client because I wanted to work with them. And so just because you have the profile of an ideal client does not mean that you can't work with other types of clients, okay? But the purpose of knowing who your people are, okay, the people that you want to work with is so that you can go find them, right? Because so for example, if your ideal client is, you know, a, a young female business owner who doesn't have children, then hanging out in mom's groups is not going to find your ideal person, right? Um, if your ideal client is a married Christian woman with kids, you know, then you're probably going to find them at church, right? And so you know, I just kind of want you, the reason that I want you to put this profile together is so that it will help you in your marketing. It will help you when you're trying to figure out, should I join an organization or not? Or should I go to this event? You can ask yourself, what is my ideal person there? And so it's just a guideline. It's something to help you get started. I've changed my ideal client over the years um, and you can too, okay? So when we're doing this exercise, I want you to just think about it for right now, okay? All right, so let's talk more about your ideal person. First, let's talk about what is a small business because I think that there's a lot of, um, I, there's a lot of like misconception about what a small business is. Um, Often when I ask people who they want to work with, they say, I want to work with small and medium-sized businesses, but not big businesses. All right, well, what is a small business? Um, so take a second to answer this question. Um, what do you think the definition of a small business is? Annual sales of less than 100,000, less than a million, less than 5 million, or less than 25 million? Which do you think is the proper, the correct answer? Well, according to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the new definition of a small business is any business with annual sales of less than $25 million. Now, some of you might say, well, that's a lot of sales, okay? And it is. Um, most of my clients have annual sales of less than five million. Okay, that's kind of, and that used to be the old definition of a small business. Um, and that's where most of my clients sit, okay? So let's look at all the businesses that fit that description because I think we often don't realize how many small businesses we have around us. So small businesses are salons and spas that are locally owned, most contractors, local restaurants and bars, franchises, which lots of different businesses are franchises and people don't realize it. So that can be anything from a Chick-fil-A um, and a Subway 
to um, Budget Plans is a franchise. Surf Pro is a franchise. And so the people that own the local Surf Pro, which if you don't know what that is, Surf Pro helps people recover from um, like water damage um, in their homes. Those are franchises, which means those are small local businesses. Crafters and Etsy sellers, uh, dance studios, martial arts studios, um, and actually um, Valare Martial Arts is actually a franchise. I don't know if you have those where you are, um, but they are a franchise. Insurance brokers, real estate agents, lots of financial advisors, um, virtual assistants, web builders, coaches, doctors and chiropractors, local stores, um, and lots, lots more. And so if you kind of think about as you're going through your day over the next, you know, over the next week, I would love for you, first of all, I think it's really important. Keep like a notebook where you, wherever you go. Um, you know, you could use like one of these little, you know, one of these little legal pads, you can get yourself like a really cheap, um, little like diary, you know, or journal. Um, I think I've showed you guys mine. I don't know where it went. Um, oh, it's underneath, it's underneath my big notebook. So I have this little one that I got like a Barnes and Noble. I just think it's pretty, it fits in my purse. Um, but I like keeping a notebook with me. So that way, when I have inspiration, um, when I'm just kind of like running around and I see things, I can take notes. Um, the other thing you can do too is, you know, take pictures with your phone. Okay. So if you see something you think is a small business, snap a picture. Okay. Like if you see a truck or whatever running around, take a picture. If you're out and about, you know, and you see what you think is a small business, um, you know, take a picture and then go look them up when you get home. Okay. Because I think that um, the more in tune we get with small local business, um, the better we are at identifying what might be a good fit for us. Okay. And so, so their businesses are everywhere. There are over 30 million small businesses in this country and between June and September of 2020. Okay. So you figure in, in the height of the pandemic, um, over 1.4 million new small businesses were formed. Okay. Whenever there's an economic downturn, there are always a ton of small businesses that are formed. And so I know, you know, lots of people are talking about doom and gloom from the pandemic and small business is dead. Small business is not dead. Small business is very, very healthy. Now there are some sectors like restaurants and bars got hit really, really hard. But a lot of us that were service providers to other businesses like bookkeepers did really well. Okay. And we'll continue to do well as more businesses come online, as more businesses need our help because they have SBA loans or PPP loans and they need to keep their books up to date all the time. So I just want you to be aware, document small businesses as you find them. If you're not sure, write it down and look it up when you get home. Okay. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about is I want to talk about um, things to look for in the ideal client. Okay. So because of the type of bookkeeping that we do, I want you to look for particular things. 
So you're looking for clients that have automated sales or they do their own billing. Okay. Um, and that, so that way they're not looking for somebody to come in and do accounts receivable. Um, is small enough that they wouldn't have an in-house bookkeeper. So if you look at like, for example, like an electrical company um, and they have, you know, 20 employees, they probably have an in-house bookkeeper. Okay. So if you're seeing like really big um, contractor companies, they probably have an in-house bookkeeper. Um, you're looking for somebody who's profitable enough to afford you. And so unfortunately, like a lot of crafters, um, their profit margins are very, very small. And while they may really need your help, they might only be able to afford like training from you. Okay. And so when you're picking your ideal client, I want you to be super aware of whether or not that sector makes enough money to pay you. And then the other thing I like in ideal clients is I love ideal clients that connect, that can connect you with lots of other business owners. Okay. And these are my connectors. So connectors are typically people who know a lot of people or work with a lot of other businesses. So think about people like salon owners, insurance agents, real estate agents, um, uh, financial advisors, web designers, um, virtual assistants, anybody that works with a lot of other business owners or just a lot of other people in general make really good ideal clients, okay? Because they're gonna help you build up your referral network sooner. So you could even have that your general ideal client is somebody who provides business services to other businesses. Right, that could be things like insurance, financial products, um, virtual assistants, web builders, computer repair, anything like that where they're gonna be working with other business owners um, because then that can really help you kick up your referral network, okay? Okay, so how do you identify types of local businesses? So I want you to do a little bit of work on this um, this week. Because if you're not, you know, if you're not yet tuned in to, you know, what's a local business and what's not, um, I want you, as you're going around, you know, look at what you see around you. Um, but then I also, you know, I want you to use Google. Okay. Um, I want you to look up your local chambers of commerce and see who are the members. You can look at local Facebook business groups or you can look at local Facebook groups, okay? They don't have to be business Facebook groups, they could just be local um, Facebook groups, which if you're not in your local Facebook groups, I would really encourage you to join um, if you're on Facebook, because I just think it's super important to be tuned into your local community. There's so much going on in a lot of our communities that we don't even know about. And so just to be tuned in in that way I think is a great thing to do. Um, look in your local papers, your local coupon books. We have a local paper that comes to our house every single week. Um, and I look at the businesses that advertise in there um, just to see the sectors, you know, what types of businesses and things that are going on. Um, look to see who's sponsoring things. Who is sponsoring the local little league? 
who is sponsoring um, programs? If you know, like, let's say your kids are in dance when they do their um, when they do their annual recitals, they usually have like a, a book and there are sponsorships in there. See who's sponsoring things. Um, look in phone books and local directories, what categories are out there, okay? Um, look at local Yelp. A lot of people think Yelp is for restaurants, but it's actually for lots of different types of businesses. Um, look at LinkedIn or Alignable. Um, and we're gonna do, we're gonna set up accounts for all these things in weeks five and six. So don't like start setting up accounts for things. Um, I just want you to investigate, right? Because it's going to make it easier for you to identify a, um, a temporary ideal client if you have, ex you know, if you start exposing yourself to what's out there, okay? All right, so who do you want to work with? Okay, this week, you're going to pick a temporary ideal client by filling out the ideal client worksheet. I'm going to show you some of that um, on the next slide. You're creating a person who you believe would be nice to work with. The purpose of this exercise is to help you determine who you're talking to so we can help you find that person and you'll know how to attract them to your business. This is not going to be perfect. You're going to end up revising it. I just want you to put something down on paper. You need a starting point. Okay, so let's look at some of the things that you need to fill out on your ideal client worksheet. So you're actually going to create a fictitious person. Um, so you're going to name them. They don't need a last name, just a first name is fine. Um, what is their age? What is their gender? Okay. Um, what is their income? Okay, annual income before taxes. Are they a homeowner or a renter? What's their marital status? Um, what geographic location are they in? Now, if you don't, like if you're not doing a geographic location, then is the person rural? Do they live by the beach? Um, are they suburban? Are they urban? Um, because again, those are all gonna have different feels to them, right? So a, you know, a 35 year old, um, urban female is much different than a 55 year old rural male, right? And so, and everything about this, so that means like your, your branding will be different. Your messaging will be different. And so that's why it's critically important. Okay. To, to start to fill out this information. Um, you know, the, the slides for, for bookkeeper training school would look much different if my ideal customer was a man. Just saying, okay? Um, number of children in approximate ages, um, vehicle type. Are they a minivan person? Are they a sports car person? Okay, because all, again, all of these things are gonna end up factoring into your branding, okay? And where you go to look. For example, if your person is a car person, then cruise nights might be a really good place to go. Just saying, okay? Um, education level, occupation and number of years in business. And then we're gonna look at some, some psychographic information. So what is their mindset and their attitude? 
What do they believe? Do they have strong opinions about anything? Do they have aspirations, goals, dreams, wishes? What are they? Um, are there any, do they have any interests or activities? This is a real big one, okay? Because, you know, this could be, hey, my person is at craft fairs. They might not be crafters, but they're at craft fairs. So you know what, I need to be at craft fairs, okay? Um, they might be, you know, really active in their PTO. A lot of business women are active in their PTOs, okay? Um, you know, they might be interested in, you know, helping their community. Well, then maybe a civic club might be a good thing for you to get involved with, okay? And so knowing what their interests are, knowing their personality and values, okay? These are all really, really important things, okay? And again, you're making up a human being. This person may change. So you might go and start getting involved with things and go, you know what? There are no business owners here, okay? Um, and so that's, that's not gonna work. I need to change this up a little bit, okay? Um, worries and fears, okay? So what are their worries and their fears? How do they spend their money? Again, this is really critically important so that you can go find them. And then a little bit about their background story, okay? Um, and again, I think the more that we understand about this potential person, the easier it's gonna be to talk to them, the easier it's gonna be to market to them, okay? All right, so if you're struggling with this exercise, I want you to find some local business owners online and see if you can answer some of these questions about them just based on what you can find online. You can ask a friend who's a small business owner these questions. Um, I think it's a really good idea as you are going through the course, if you have friends who are small business owners, see if they will have coffee with you, whether it's virtual or in person and see you know, like ask them some of these questions. Okay, maybe not the income ones, but like you can ask them like, okay, so you know, what, what are you worried about? Like what fears do you have about your business? Right, what's important to you? What are your goals? Because I think that the, the more we can understand where small business owners are coming from, right? The better connections we can make. Um, you can craft your ideal self and use her as your ideal client, okay? Unless you wouldn't wanna work with yourself. Uh, <laughs> you might not wanna go there. Okay, some important notes, okay? Um, so it would be great if you did this work before you moved on to the next video, okay? And so even if it's gonna take you a couple of days to get this done, I would rather you do that while this is fresh in your mind and before you move on, okay? I want you to remember, perfection is the enemy of done. We are going for done, okay? I want it to be complete, but it doesn't have to be perfect, okay? This is going to change, okay? And so be aware of that. Um, most businesses change their ideal client as they grow. Mine has changed at least twice, okay? So my original ideal client was a male in his 50s, who was an insurance agent, um, who was divorced, and his kids were grown, 
And he was a networker. And so he's really good at connecting with other people. Okay. And I built him off of one of my first clients. Um, and, and it worked great. And that was my ideal client for a really long time. My ideal client today is a woman um, in her late 30s, early 40s. Um, she's got three children. She lives in a suburban area. She has an online business. Um, and that's way different, right, than, than my first ideal client. Um, now, I have all sorts of different clients, okay? But I will tell you that the vast majority of my clients are female. Um, they love to learn and, um, and they're in the online business space. Okay. That's typically where most of my clients are right now. Um, I only take on male clients if um, like they're referred to me. And it's funny because most of the people who refer clients to me they know that I don't take on a lot of male clients um, and that they have to have a particular personality in order for me to work with them. And that's just, and I can do that because my firm is booked. Okay. Um, but occasionally I do take on male clients, um, especially if I, if I've gotten to know them. Um, but there are, I've got clients that don't, don't fit my ideal client. Okay. Um, and this is a starting point that you're doing this week. And I expect that it's going to change over the next six weeks. Okay. So again, it does not have to be perfect. It's a starting point for us to work off of and refine as you do more research. Okay. All right. So if you have any questions for immediate help from the group, ask in the Facebook or the circle group, but please don't post the same question in both. Um, for help from me, you can go to askkristen.net or you can text pound help um, and your question to 321-214-8973 and your question will be answered on our next call. All right. So in the next video, we're going to talk about purpose.